out for Father's Day. I'm glad you're here. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Praise God. Aren't you glad that we have a Father in Heaven? Amen? We're thankful for our fathers, and I know that this day could bring a lot of different feelings for a lot of different people. Depends on your, your family situation, you know, and what, what it was growing up. Some people had difficult situations on, on Mother's Day and Father's Day. That's always a challenge, but we always want to honor people who raised us and, and did their part and did what they could, and we're so thankful that for the blessings that fathers could be. But maybe if it was a challenging situation or it wasn't, you know, we were just talking about we have friends who were adopted that never had a father, never knew their father. But thank God, God is a father to all. Amen. And he designed the family. He could have been a lot of things to us. Uh, he could have just been boss. He could have just been king and ruler, emperor. But he chose to be father. And it's an example. And then he created the family. So we're thankful for fathers, and I want to honor fathers today. Happy Father's Day to all of you. Amen. All of you fathers in the place. And we're thankful for God, our Heavenly Father. Amen. Well, we want to go ahead. Let's all stand. We're going to do our call to worship. We're going to do the, the scripture that we have been um, standing on and declaring uh, since the first Sunday we were here. Here we go. It's Psalms 34. We'll start. Let's all repeat this together. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Yes. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered, delivered me, me from, from all my fears. All of them. Thank Praise you, God. Lord. Thank you, Hallelujah. Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are a good Father. Thank you, Lord. We do come to you today in worship. We do worship you and glorify you. Thank you for coming and being ever so close as our breath. Thank you, Father, that you are always with us. Yes. That you do go before us and show us the way to go. Show us the, the right path to walk in. And you've delivered us from all of our fears. We do worship you and glorify you today, Lord. Yes, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Isn't God good? He is good. Um, this week, I've just been thinking about communion again since I'm been doing communion this uh, this month, and the word that came to me as I was just meditating on it was how Jesus said, this is the blood in my new covenant that I'm making with you, and that word covenant is such a powerful, powerful word. It's an agreement that God has made, and it's unbreakable. It's in the blood of Jesus. It's a promise to us, and there's a passage in Hebrews 10 that I wanted, wanted to read as we uh, partake together. And it says in Hebrews 10, verse 11, And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, I love that word, amen, forever, sat down at the right hand of God from, the, from that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. 
For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he had said before, this is the covenant covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where, there, now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Therefore, brothers, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. How many of you guys see the day approaching? How much the more do we need to be together partaking of this covenant? When we partake and when we uh, eat the bread and drink the blood, the wine, we are partaking in the covenant that we have entered into through believing in Jesus. So as we take, let's just let our hearts focus on this covenant that we have with God because this covenant is unbreakable. He does not lie. He is not a a cheater, a schemer. He is good, and he is a promise keeper. In Hebrews 6, it says that this this, uh, promise that we have from him, it's an anchor. This hope, this, this assurance is the anchor of our souls in this time. So I want to remember that today as we eat and drink. First Corinthians 11. Paul says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's go ahead and eat together. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Go ahead and drink. Father, on this Father's Day, we thank you for being a good father to us. And loving us so much that you would send your only son to die for us. And Jesus, we thank you so much for being willing to lay down your life. And let your body be broken for us and your blood be spilled for us. For this new covenant that we have with you. That we can rely on you fully trusting you. Being assured of who you are. 
and your love. And we love you and we thank you so much for, for this covenant, for this communion that we can have together. And we do just worship you and thank you in Jesus' name. We're going to sing another song, so feel free to come up to the front uh, if you'd like and just worship Jesus. As we were worshiping, um, I was reminded of a time back when I got out of high school and I was working a temp job at a place called Haynes Erie up in Fairview. It's not the underwear joint, but it's uh, <laughs> they make they like label bottles and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it was a tough job, but um, I had read a book called Practicing the Presence of God. I, was it by Brother Lawrence or yeah? So it's a fantastic little book. It's not long, but he just he talks about being in God's presence all day, not just taking. We all do need to take that individual time with Jesus, you know, where we're just quiet and by ourselves. But he talked about practicing God's presence all day, acknowledging Jesus being with you all day, talking to Him all day. And I was driving when I drive to to work at Haynes, I would just, after reading that book, I'd like recline my uh, second seat in my car, and I'd be like, Jesus, you're going to sit right here while I, he should have been the one driving, but then again, that wouldn't be safe in this physical world, uh, but I would just go to work with Jesus, and, and I feel like it's something that we need to do more and more and more, because in this world, it can be so, it gets so busy. I had a week this past week of we have like full, my my uh, <clears throat> parents, uh, my my dad now uh, moved into my grandfather's house, and my grandfather had a few picnic tables, and my dad had brought over um, their picnic tables, and we have family coming in this week, and we spent all week like working, and then coming home and repainting picnic tables and standing tables and sanding tables, and it just got so busy. By the end of the day, I was so tired, and and we can always get so busy with things to do and forget that Jesus is right there with us, that his presence is available to us when we're tired, when we're working. And we need to have that understanding and that, that mindset that we do everything with Jesus. In Philippians 3, Paul says in verse 7, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him. I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. <laughs> you know that, Pastor. Amen. All right? And the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Paul's number one goal in life was to know Jesus. And then to make him known. And we can know Jesus all day, every day. And so I just want to encourage all of us as we go through this week and every week. Do it with Jesus. Put him in your, have him get in your car with you. Go to work with you. Make dinner with you. Put your, your kids to bed with you. Everything. 
do it with him and seek to know him. And we just sang a song that we can't live without him, but how many times do we go through our day and we realize, I actually did a lot of this day without Jesus. That's not okay, right? So let's go today uh, into this next week with Jesus, singing this song. I want to know you. I want to worship you. I, I can't live without you, Jesus. I need you more in my life. Father, we thank you so much that you want to be with us all the time, that you want to know us, that you want us to know you. And Jesus, we set our hearts to knowing you, to not living without you, but to acknowledging you in all of our ways, trusting you. And we just worship you, and we thank you for your presence this morning and for the rest of this day. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. We pray all these things. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to move into a time of greeting and uh, saying hello to one another. We have uh, offering buckets will be up front here for your offering. There's also a box on the back wall. There are kids' bags for your children, so feel free to make your way over to there. And, yeah, let's say hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm going to go over the announcements with you all. First-time guests, we're so happy that you're here. Welcome to our church. Um, if you could, there's um, little cards on the back of each seat. They're connection cards. If you could fill them out just so we could get to know you better and connect with you more, that'd be great. Um, and there's also prayer requests and praise reports. Um, anyone can write those on there as well. Um, just a reminder... Youth group tonight is canceled, but the Luciano small group is still going on for tonight. And I was told that this book is being given away, Jesus the Healer. So come out for that. Uh, Wednesday night worship and prayer is starting once a month, so it's not happening this Wednesday. It'll happen um, on the first Wednesday of every month, so the next one will be the first Wednesday of July. But there is a worship and prayer night this Friday night from 6 to 8 should be great. And lastly, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, I love Father's Day, and I'm not a dad, obviously, but I just think it's just this cool thing to honor um, the men in our lives, because you don't have to be a biological father to make an impact on the men around you. So I just think it's very cool. And men, you have a special role in our church, in your families especially, and we just are so blessed by who you are and the gifts that you share with all of us. So thank you for that. And there are gift bags for fathers out in the lobby, too, that you can grab. And now we will watch a short video honoring fathers. Hello. Hello, everybody. My name is Cohen Gall. I am Jeremy and Jocelyn Gall's son. And um, I'm going to be doing the offering today. Um, but first off, I've, I'd like to take this time to say Happy Father's Day to my father, Jeremy Gall. Thank you for raising me and for being a great dad. And also Happy Father's Day to all the other fathers that are here and that for raising whoever you raise or even being just a father figure to whoever you were too. Now, um, let's just get into the offering, why don't we? <laughs> 
Now, in Philippians 4, 18 to 19, it says, But I have received everything in full and have an abundance. I am amply supplied, having received from Epaphrodus what you have sent, a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, we see here that it doesn't say that it's according to our own um, our, our own riches, or our own bank account, or our own situation or circumstances. But it says that it's according to his riches and glory. So in this, it tells us that we're supposed to be trusting God. We're supposed to be trusting God in our needs. So we can trust in him. We can trust in him. We can trust in the word. So that even if your bills are piling high or if you lost your job, you can trust that your needs are met according to his riches and glory. You can trust that your needs are met according to, what he, according to the riches of the God who created the heavens and the earth. So as you all give today, give in faith, knowing that, you have, that you have been, all your needs are met according to his riches and glory and that everything that you need will be given unto you. And knowing that you're giving out of your abundance because you're, because knowing that you're giving out of abundance because of the abundance that God has for you. <laughs> now I'm going to pray over the offering. Um, Father, I thank you for the seed that has been sown. I pray that it will be used well and that um, your plan for it will happen. Father, I thank you that all of their needs are met according to your riches and glory. And I thank you, Father, that what you, um, that, that all their needs are met and that you are providing everything that they need. If they need a car, you can get it to them. If they need a job, you could get it to them. If they just need a sum, you can get it to them. And I thank you, Father, for it. Bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Pardon me. We're dancing. <laughs> All right. Big traffic jam up here. <laughs> Cue music. All right. Good morning, everybody. Still morning, right? Well, we are doing something we've never, ever done before, and we are going to talk about uh, a family of faith, and so I wanted to get my family involved this morning. Amen? And uh, it's Father's Day. It seemed fitting. And so we've, you know, usually we don't have this many services in one place in a row, so we can't vary very far off of, you know, the normal standard procedure of, of uh, what we do. But we're doing it a little different because, you know, Jocelyn has been such a part of everything that all the stories I tell, you know, I mentioned her and the, the, the role she plays. And, and uh, but now I wanted to give her a chance to share some things, too, and to interject. Amen. Amen. We're so happy to have pastors Jim and Pam here. No, no yes. strangers. Amen. Yes, everybody. Let's all. <laughs> we, we wouldn't be here without them, of course. Thank Amen. Them. None yes. of us. So good to see you guys. My mom's here and her husband, Roger. Thanks for coming out, mom. Good to see you. My dad's gone on to heaven, but my mom's married to Roger, and we're happy to have him part of the family. Absolutely. I'm blessed he's here today. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. We've been talking about faith. Let's just open in prayer this morning. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for our fathers. Thank you for every father in this place. Bless them today, Lord. We thank you, Father. Uh, father, we just thank you that you are our father. You, you designed and created the family, and you chose to be our father. And we honor you, and we worship you, and we thank you for it. Lord, thank you for faith. Uh, that we have this opportunity to study it and to look at your word and to, to build our faith and to grow stronger in it. Thank you for giving us faith, Lord, and teaching us through your word and your spirit how to use it. 
to glorify you, Father, and to overcome the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So 1 John 5 and 4 has been our scripture, and it says, For whatever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Whatever kind of trouble you've got, it's from this world, amen. It's not from heaven. And this scripture, no matter what comes against you, no matter what comes against your your personal life, no matter what comes against your household, your family, no matter what comes against us collectively as people who live on this earth or people who live in this country, thank God 1 John will always say what it says right now, that there is a victory that, comes o- that overcomes every problem of the world. Amen. Yes, yes. There is a victory that overcomes whatever the devil or the world could throw at us, and the Bible says that that victory is our faith. Somebody say amen. Amen. So Jocelyn and I were married in 1998, praise God. So coming up on 23 years this summer in August. And, I, you know, I, of course, I've shared a lot of my stories even through this series of my dad, my, my earthly father. And, and thank God he was the first one. He walked in, to, you know, found out about faith and raised us to believe God and trust God. Can God be trusted? Amen. Absolutely. Thank God. That's really all faith is. Faith is just trusting God. Faith is acting like he tells the truth. Faith is acting like the word of God is true. Amen? It's not any really, you know, complex mystery. It's just believing God. Uh, And you all know how to use faith. Uh, You had faith to come here to church this morning. You heard in some way that service was here. You heard that it started at 10. And you heard that there'd be a speaker. And you got up, got dressed expected it, acted like it was true. Isn't that right? Right. Got in your car, came here expecting something. You know, you did not, before you saw the lights were on, before you saw that I was here, before you saw the doors were open, before you saw the cars in the parking lot, you acted like it was going to happen, and you just acted like it was true, and that's what faith is. Amen. And that's how you treat the word of God. You just believe it, and you act like it's true, whatever he said about your situation. So Jocelyn and I got married... 1998 and my dad like I said he he was the first one you know he was in Vietnam was wounded and had PTSD and was dealing with some things walked into a Christian bookstore in Cleveland and picked up these books from a guy that he'd never heard of before named Kenneth Hagin he didn't know anything about him he just felt impressed to pick up these books by this guy named Kenneth Hagin they were faith food books they were the devotionals you know started reading them and got set free from a whole lot of things. Got set free from the PTSD. He was healed of his, the wounds that he received in combat. And started standing on the word of God, you know. And, and so I was raised in that environment. Uh, we were raised about like the power of words, you know. I read a student confession every morning before school. How many believe that words have power? Amen, absolutely. And, you know, I would, you know, confess. My, my mom would have me read it, you know. And, and it's, I still have it. It, is, it, is, it looks like, like a copy of the Declaration of Independence. It's, it's yellow and it's cracked. Torn it's in got three stains parts. all over it, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, my mind is sharp and alert. I have favor with my teachers and fellow students and all these scripture references. And I'd confess it, you know, raised with believing that there's power in our words and believing God to, to keep his word to us, you know. So Jocelyn and I met. Jocelyn's from a Christian family. Her mom's a strong Christian, a believer. And, but I realized that this specific thing of understanding faith would be important to our, our marriage, you know, and would yeah. be important to the family we were starting. The things we're talking about 
here in this service. It's good to be a Christian. It's good to thank God. It's good to know you're going to heaven. But, but we need to understand some things, amen, about faith. And I, so I knew right away that this would be important for us, being married, you know. And so I remember when we were still dating, uh, I got a Kenneth Hagin workbook, and we started working after yeah. at night. We started. I, I thought, we, let's start now. Amen. We would we would read back and forth. I would read a chapter. He would read a chapter, and we would just go back and forth reading, just about faith. And I was like, I've never done this with a boyfriend before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, this is good. This is good. And I had been raised in church, but I hadn't really been taught about faith. I didn't know. Um, before I had started going to the church that I went to um, at that time, I didn't, it, the emphasis hadn't been placed on um, just a lot of the, the strong emphasis on the word and that it's sure that every time you go to the word, whatever it says, it's for right now, it's yes. for you. And you don't need to question and wonder, well, what's God's will for me? No, it says in the word that is God's will for you. And so it really encouraged me and it helped us start our relationship out the right way. So anyone that is you know, still in that process of you know, believing God for the right spouse or mate, know that God will send the right person to you and that it does have to do with faith. It does have to do with how strong they are with God and that that is the strength that's going to help you when your child wakes up sick in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. You know, you need faith for times like that. You're going to need faith to know that, you know, we're supposed to work at these jobs. We're supposed to go to this place. We're supposed to live in this house. There's so many decisions that you need to make that we have to keep them rooted in biblical things. We need to keep them rooted in God. And while, while we were still dating, you were healed of anemia. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, that was a great opportunity. We were studying these things, and she's like, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going for a blood test. Yeah. And she had had anemia through I, high school. Yeah, and, I, would, I and, would just, like, pass out at school. Like, <laughs> randomly, I would just faint places. <laughs> and uh, I was like, what's going on? And my mom was, you know, really into vitamins and all of this and really into health food. And she was like, oh, let's put you on all this iron and everything. We went to the doctors. They said it was anemia. And I started, I, I was, okay, thinking about taking these iron supplements, and, and I just, like, prayed and asked God to heal me, and I ended up going back to the doctors eventually, and I was completely free from it, didn't have to take any of the iron medi medication they amen. were giving me, or vitamins. Never had it again for Never had 22 it again. years. Yeah. yeah. So, amen. And yeah. We, yeah, we were, that was when we were studying, and I said, yeah. well, let's believe God. Let's, let's, you know, let's believe God for a good report when you go to the doctor and get that next blood test. And she went got the checkup, it was the blood, all the levels were good, yeah. and still good, amen? Yes. And so, um, you know, what, when we said family of faith, we're going to talk about as a married couple, of course, we're talking about, but praise God, this counts for brothers and sisters, for parents and kids. If you've got no family, thank God we're part of God's family, isn't that right? Yeah, and, the neighbor you're and, sitting next to, they're your family, they yeah. can stand with you in faith. Things. And you should have somebody to pray with. You should yeah. have somebody to stand with. That's one of the important reasons why the Bible tells us, I believe, uh, you know, forsake not the assembling of yourself together so we could have faith friends. Amen. Right, people that right. we could stand with together and people that we could encourage each other, build each other up in the Lord. And so we started, you know, fast forward a little bit. and Well, here, let me share a scripture yeah, ahead, real yeah. fast. Um, Matthew 18, 19 says... 
And again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Yes. So this is why this is important, is we need to have friends. We need to have family members. We need to have each other. I have heard of people, um, specifically in the faith movement, actually turn down prayer. Um, like, you know, some, you know, someone's battling some sickness or some you know, whatever's going on, like just even a cold, whatever, whatever it is. And, you know, someone goes and says, oh, can I pray with you? And they say, oh, no, no, I'm believing God for myself. I've already prayed. And I'm like, what? Where's that come from? And that's just, you know, let's, let's get that out of, you know, our thinking, guys. Like we don't, any prayer, anytime you can come together in agreement, I mean, we should do it. I mean, we should take advantage of that extra oomph of power that comes when we get together in faith. And, uh, you know, none of us have made it. You know, all of us are, are moving from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And we could all use that extra boost that we're agreeing with one another. Yeah, I think sometimes people think like, oh, but I've already prayed. And you think and faith. well, if, like Smith Wigglesworth used to say, if you... If you pray more than once, then, you know, the other times you right, pray are an right. unbelief. But I'll tell people, like, if they come up in a healing line or something, I haven't prayed yet. You know, your train's already moving. I'm just going to get on and ride with you. Amen. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm not going to count out your faith. I'm just going to add mine. Amen. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to add my faith to it. And so I, I, I haven't applied my faith to your situation yet. And and that doesn't count out what you've done. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just agreeing with you now, you know. So it's good to stand together. How many believe we're stronger together than we are apart? Amen. Amen. And you know, there's so much... The, the enemy is, is, is the source of division and schism. Right. Isn't right. that right? Always trying to divide and conquer. And there is so much division in this country right now that's going on. You know, from whatever, politics and racial things and all that... Listen, we have a stronger bond as Christians than any natural bond. How many of you agree with me this morning? Stronger than black or white, stronger than American or Chinese, definitely stronger than Democrat or Republican. We are brothers and sisters bought by the blood of Jesus with the same Father. Amen. And we need each other. And in these days, we need to remember that. And that's what we're talking about is standing in faith together. Amen. And so when we started in ministry, fast forward a little bit, we went to Raymond together, believe God through that. You know, and you, we need each other when the crises of life come, but not even just for the crises of life. We just need each other to fulfill God's plan for our lives. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. And, you know, as we walked this out and, and, and went to Bible school, then after Bible school, you know, I had known from before I went to Raymond, I knew God had called me to be an evangelist. Actually, when I was uh, very young, my grandmother asked me when I was four or five, my mom's mom, my grandmother, Roman Catholic lady, asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, an evangelist. She thought I said Los Angeles. And she said, you can't be a city, she said. And I began to explain like a preacher. Now, this is the 80s. And she said, oh, my God, you mean like those guys on TV? You don't want to do that, she said. And uh, I tried to talk me out of it. But, you know, if I, I, I knew by the time I met Jocelyn, in fact, on our first date, I told Jocelyn, I said, now, listen, yeah, I'm warning you. he laid it out. He was like, okay, just so you know. Just so you know. I'm called to be an evangelist. <laughs> I'm graduating from school this year. And I'm going off to Rama Bible Training Center. It was center at the time. And, 
and my, my, my wife will go with me. That's kind of how he put it. Right, right. It was but a it little wasn't. blunt, but it was nice. And, and the, the, the key to it was he just wanted to let me know I'm going to be traveling all the time. You know, this is kind of what my life looks like, just so you know. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a controlling thing. It was like my thought was I'm going to give her an out now. Just in case, you know. <laughs> now, it wasn't like you were coming with me. It was like, are you sure you want to take the next step? Because this is what's down the road, First you know. First date. And uh, it was like, listen, you got to know. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, know be- we were on until we were on the date. Right, I right. didn't even That's know it was up. a yeah. date until we were there. I said, yeah, before, before, <laughs> before date number two, there's something I should tell you, you know. Yeah. So praise God. Well, we, we did get married. Here we are, you know, yes. and, and we went to Bible school. So, you know, through Bible school, we knew we were going to be in, in full-time evangelism. And, and God miraculously connected me with my mentor. I've mentioned him at times, this evangelist David Horton, and I never heard of him. And just supernaturally, I was actually praying one night at, at work. I worked nights as a security guard, and I just had, you know, the, thank God for his guidance. And that's another thing together. Thank God that he guides us together. and. Yeah. and as I'm praying uh, about our future and things, as we were about to graduate, I had a knowing, you know, the Holy Spirit leads different ways. And I had a knowing. I knew that we were supposed to stay in Tulsa. And, and then I, I just knew it, a knowing, like a word of knowledge. You know something as if you've always known it, just and a supernatural knowing. that's something we knowing. didn't want to know at the time. Yeah, I didn't want to do that, you know. I'd we rather have... planned on coming right back home to Ohio. Oh, man, I'd rather have a <laughs> the Cleveland... The truck was ready. Yeah, yeah, we were ready to go. I'd rather have a Cleveland winter than a Tulsa summer. I always say that, you know. So, amen. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, we did not want to stay, but I knew we were supposed to. And then I heard this sentence, fellowship with evangelist and mentoring. What does that even mean? It's not even really a sentence, you know, fellowship with evangelist and mentoring. Then a couple days later at school, this guy tells me, you ought to check out this David Horton guy. He's starting a fellowship with evangelist and he's big on mentoring. I said, yeah, I think I should check him out. <laughs> and I did, you know, and so all that happened. So Jocelyn and I knew we, I worked with him and, and our hearts were stirring. And God led us together, you know. Thank God. Thank God yeah. he, could lead, he could lead everybody in your family. Well, he, and even like when God spoke to you and told us to stay in Tulsa. Yeah. Like I didn't specifically feel led about that, right? Like I said, we were like itching to come home, you know. Itching to be back close to family and everything. But I was like, are you sure? I just kept asking, are you sure? And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. Now I this is too. a good key for any woman here that's still looking for a husband is make sure you marry someone that you know that you know that you know that hears from God because you know they could lead you all the way to Africa. They could lead you all the way to, you know, just down the street and it would could be wrong. And so the key is, is you know, he is the head of our household and I'm going to go where where he's led to go because I do trust that God leads him well, and guides him, God. but yeah. he guides us together. And that is something we have seen over and over again yeah, where sure. like, you know, this particular time he was like, yes. And he had that stronger, yes, stay in Tulsa. So I was like, all right, here we go. We're doing it. <laughs> um, but then there's other times when yeah. I've been like, I really feel like this is something we need to do. And he would be like, all right, he'd get on board and we'd be like, let's do this. And so we are led together. When we were being led about churches that we would go to, like where to attend a church, we would just pray 
and we would take time, we call it washing and praying. Washing and praying. And, uh, what, and this is something to encourage everyone to do. I mean, whether you just have a roommate, whether you have a wife, whether you have just a you know, whatever family, mom and dad, whoever you live with, is take time together to pray. Yes, I have yes. found that the times when our life has gone the most smooth and been the most seamless is when we're praying together often. When we take breaks and when we have further distance between us praying together, that's when it gets a little bit more bumpy. And I've had God specifically tell me that times when there have been trials, times when we have had specific attacks, I know that it comes back to us not praying together. So I just encourage you, pray together, pray together, pray with your mom, pray with your dad, pray with your family. Cohen prays with us now when we're, you know, during our washing and praying. When Eden lived with us, she was praying with us during washing and praying. And what that means is we would go in the kitchen. You have to wash dishes all the time, right? When you wash dishes, you just pray. That's what we do. So as we're washing dishes, we're just praying, you know, and you get into a habit so much that you don't even think about it. You just pick up a dish and start doing it, and you just automatically start praying because you get used to it. So this is what we've done for years and years. And uh, we would know there's a big decision to make. And we would say, okay, this time we're going to pray about what's our next mission trip we're going to go on. Okay, this time we're going to decide, you know, what, you know, what church is our church now? We could tell there was, you know, a change. Um, One of the churches that we were going to before, it ended up closing down. And we knew we needed to you know, have a new home church. And we're like, all right, how do we decide this? So we just prayed. We prayed in the spirit. We prayed and asked God to lead us and guide us. And we got quiet and we listened. And then we'd say, okay, what'd you get? (laughs) And the other one says, what'd you get? And you go back and forth and we would always get the same thing. We would always get the same answer. So you have built in confirmation when you're married, but you have built in confirmation when you have a family to pray with because you can get direction from God, and then you can check, and they get the same direction, and you yeah. know that you're going the right way. And there's sometimes, I know there's been times that God's spoken to her and not me, and God's spoken to me and not her, and vice versa, and you know, it, you never, if God didn't speak to you, you never have the same conviction as the person that God spoke to, really, you know? I, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. if, you, if you're the one, man, I know God spoke to me. Yeah. The other person is like, like she said, are you sure? And she's <laughs> done that to me. I've done that to her. That's normal, you know? Yeah. But just, wait, you know, just check your heart and stick with them. Don't shoot it right down, you know, even if it's like a big step. And just be like, all right, you know, uh, praise God. You believe that God spoke to you? All right. And just, li- you know, just wait it out a little bit, you know, and, and just see what, see, see and check your heart and stick with them. If it, it, if it lines up with the word, if it lines up with, you know, the direction your life is going, even if it's a big step and check your heart, Lord, is this what you're saying? And then stand together on it. Amen. Yeah. Stick together on it. What were you going to say? What story? Well, we could just tell stories about that. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell about launching out, yeah. you know, so. 2000, I worked with that evangelist in 2003. Um, I was working with this other evangelist and God was stirring our heart and that's when we got to, you know, work with him. And then I've been working with him for a couple years and then again, it just seemed like God was stirring both Jocelyn and I's heart about stepping out into full-time ministry. It was just kind of stirring and we had no connections. We didn't know, you know, it wasn't like the, the natural circumstances of our life weren't pointing us that way, but our hearts were pointing us that way. It seemed God was leading us that way. Yeah. And so I went on this trip with David and, uh, and we were in Virginia. We were near Roanoke, Virginia, doing a meeting. 
and I used to travel with him. Um, he, the, his ministry would pay our travel expenses, but there was no like income involved. So I would work like, I would work, you know, my own job and then travel when I could get time off and, and travel with him. So we're at this trip, Jocelyn and I, we go. And after one of the night services, the last night service actually, Sunday night, we're at a pizza hut. And he just by the spirit, thank God for godly pastors yeah. and godly yeah. mentors and amen that, that, that amen. you know, thank God that lead us, thank God. That God leads, speaks to us through them, you know, and lead us into it, as the Lord leads them. So he said, he said, uh, what, wait, I want to talk to you about your ministry. And I knew it was the Holy Ghost. He said, I want to talk to you about your ministry. He said, what are you waiting for? Why don't you step out and see what God will do? And like I said, God had been dealing with both Jocelyn and I's heart, you know, stirring us. And then this word from the Lord came. We knew it was right. So he just, you know. For six months at least before that. Every time he left for work, I would declare, thank you, Lord, that we are in full-time ministry. <laughs> whether it looked like it, whether it felt like it, whatever, I just knew the time was coming. Yeah. I knew we were in a transition time, which was a little uncomfortable. You know, any transition, you just, the area that felt like it was just such a blessing and just wonderful before, all of a sudden, it's just not as comfortable anymore. And you don't know why, you can't put a finger on what it is that just doesn't seem right but it's just a transition time and you know God's changing the scenery a little bit yeah yeah and, and yeah and I you know we, we were both both our hearts were stirred we'd been praying about it together and then in our own prayer lives separately we were praying about it and he then this you know divine encounter encounter came why don't you step out and see what God will do and so we leave that restaurant go into the parking lot, Jocelyn and I get in the car, and I said, I really believe this is the Lord. I believe that I'm supposed to go home and put in my two-week notice, and we should just launch out into full-time ministry. And she was like, 110%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly I think that's what, what I was going to say. Like, he yeah, said yeah. it, and I was, like, just about to say it. So, <laughs> Which, if she hadn't, right? I mean, we're talking trouble, you know? If she had been like, what are you talking about? He was you know? our only you can't income, do that. That's right? crazy. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, he was our only income. We had a two-year-old daughter at this time. Yeah. And we were, you know, it, I mean, it was, it was a big step. And I, I've always been thankful, you know, that God was speaking to her, that she stood in faith with me. And we need to stand in faith together, don't yeah, we, to we see the plan of God come Absolutely. to pass, you know? If you've got a friend or somebody here at the church or somebody in the family, a kid, a parent, a wife, a husband, a spouse, whatever, you know, and, and the Lord's leading them to do something, just, you know, don't shoot it down right away. Yeah. Maybe the Lord is telling them to do something, even yeah. if it is out of the ordinary, even if it is a big step, you know, maybe you don't have the grace, maybe you don't have the same conviction that they do because he's calling them, he spoke to them about doing something, so... Just give God, you know, give God some time, you know, and give him some space to see what's God yeah. doing here. Amen. And then if it lines up with the word, you don't need to wait to know. Amen. Yeah. If they're standing on scripture, like for healing or whatever, yeah. you don't need to wait and see if it's God. If you've got the word, you know it's God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's some specific leading, like us stepping out into ministry. Or Eden going off to Bible school. Or Eden going off to Bible I know school. We're yeah. Ahead, but yeah. We can yeah. Come back because it just fits with what you're saying. Eden. Um, our daughter, she is 19. She's at Rama right now. And when sh she came to us and she was praying about what to do next, and she knew she was supposed to go to school somewhere. And she was praying about where we had never 
pushed her or even really said much about Rhema. Yeah, we, we gave her other options. We said, you know, maybe you might want to consider other places. Yeah, she, and, yeah. Was, she was praying about a few different places, and she just settled. She said, I know I'm supposed to go to Rhema. Now, this was June? June, okay? Rhema starts in August, Okay. And she is like telling me, okay, I get, I got what I'm supposed to do in June. And we're like, okay, well, right there, that's a little uncomfortable because we're both like, is it even possible for her to get this all done in time? Will they, are they still like accepting applications? Is this too late? And we had like so many things that would have needed to happen between those times. So we, but we stuck with her, just like he's saying. Yeah, like, yeah, we stuck yeah. with her. She's the one that felt led. So we can't say, oh, yeah, we felt led for you. But she was sure. And she said, no, I know I'm supposed to do this. So, And we're like, are you sure you're not supposed to go another year? No, I know it's this year. Yeah. So guess what? From then on, we kept our mouths shut. We didn't say a word. Anytime she's getting ready to do stuff, we told her, okay, this needs to be done now. This needs to be done now. And we just kept our mouths shut instead of, you know, spewing the doubtful thoughts that come yeah. and oh are you going to have money in time for that or how are you going to get an apartment how are you going to get a job in time she didn't even have her license at that time yeah and because she was she, she had just put it off and put it off and she just didn't want to get it and so it was cram time she had to get her license she had to get her car she had everything to get before August a job yeah, yeah a job apartment. and God provided all of it everything before she in. left including getting into student housing, which was already closed and filled up, and then a miraculous door opened up and finances came in. And thank God, and I'll tell you, it's different, like, you know, when, for watching her do it as opposed to when I did it, you know, watching my daughter, and I'm like, wait, 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 you know, wait, are you sure? You know, this is like, you're just stepping, I'm thinking, oh, this is my fault. It's all my stories. That's why she's doing this, you know, uh, all my stories, and now she's doing it. Like, you know, well, that was the, that's the point. She's thousands of services yeah. I'm like, she's Beach heard stories. me talk step about out, this stuff out. all the time, and now look what I've done. That's what my mind's telling me, you know, and, but I bit my tongue, you know, yeah, yeah. I bit my tongue. I didn't say it, but that's, what the, that's the battle going on in my mind there, course, there's a fight of faith you yeah, know yeah and, and, and of then, course we'd like to keep her home so then there's some of that we're like oh but you're gonna be so far away you know? <laughs> right and then you know but praise god god's faithful he's isn't he? faithful he was faithful to her just yes, like he's faithful yes. to me amen and, just like he'll be faithful to you amen and your kids and, yeah. and i just encourage you you know whatever god calls your kids to do he'll give you grace for it you know, when the time comes. But first he gives them grace for it. Yeah, so right, right. first it's going to feel a little uncomfortable for us. I know my kids have talked a lot about missions and things like that. And I'm like, oh, Lord, thank you, Father, for grace, you know. Because, you know, I just I can imagine. But this is a wonderful um, quote that I've heard that just encourages me. And I just want it to encourage you. This was from Jonathan Goforth. He was a missionary. And uh, he was speaking to his wife at this time. And what it was, was they were, you know, God was dealing with them to step out and do some things. And she was very hesitant to go because she was worried about the children. And uh, this is just so good. He said, Rose, I'm so sure this plan is of God that I fear for the children if you disobey his call. The safest place for the children is in the path of duty. Yeah. He can and will keep the children safe if you trust him and step out in faith. Amen. 
And I just, I mean, I feel like I could reread this over and over again. I just love it because it's so true. The safest place for the children is in the path of duty. And that's for all of our children. That's for every one of us. For all the of safest us. Yeah, place for yeah. us is in the path of duty. If God calls you to go somewhere, if he calls you to do something, I don't care how big it is, you're safer there than staying in your house. I'm telling you, it's true. Because he knows what's coming. And he knows what you're made for. He knows what you're perfectly suited for. And he has made you that way for his purpose. He has not made you that way to sit at home and not do his will. He has Amen. made you that way for his purpose. You are specifically graced just to do that. And Peter was just as safe out on the water as in the boat. Amen? Absolutely. Safer. So, you know, just standing in faith together, sometimes that'll happen, you know, in a family with friends. Somebody will get something from the Lord or get some bold faith. And maybe it's, we've all been, it's, maybe it's beyond where we're at. But don't shoot them down, you know. Just, just bite your tongue if you have to, you know, and uh, praise God. Just, just help people, stand with them, pray with people. Sometimes it's the other way. Somebody's weak, you know, they're, they're battling something. Well, we could lift up their arms. We could yeah. stand with yeah. them. We could be the strong force. We could come in and say, hey, brother, praise God. God's not done yet. You know, we're not giving up yet. Come on now. The yeah. word still says the same thing. I'm standing with you. Your faith can affect somebody else, yeah, can it? So true. You know, in, in teaching true. faith, and, and we're, a lot of times we focus on the, first, the, the personal faith, you know, and, and receiving for yourself. Because ultimately, you know, if you're going to walk in the, the fullness of the victory that God has for you, you're going to have to learn to believe God for yourself. Amen. But that doesn't negate the fact that you could that your faith will work for somebody else too. Yeah. Amen. It will in situations. I know. I, I the first time I started thinking about this was like um, way back when I when I you know I was studying the Word in, in college and and I saw I thought about Lazarus and I thought you know we, all this teaching on faith and receiving from God, you know Lazarus' faith didn't have a whole lot to do with what happened in his situation. Amen. He couldn't make a good confession. He couldn't keep the switch of faith turned on, you know. Somebody had to help him. We've got a story similar to that, has some similarities to that, amen. Now, I believe that, amen, I love Pastor Jim and Pam's story. And there's a great story, right, of like standing for each other yeah, and, and, yeah. and as a couple, you know, as a family, as a, as a church, Absolutely. walking something out together. We can help each other in prayer. We can help each other in faith. And so, you know, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes... When, when, the, when the paralyzed man was lowered down through the roof, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus saw their faith. Yeah. All of them, the whole group. All his friends with him. Not just, not just the paralyzed man. The Bible said Jesus saw their faith. That man wouldn't have, come down, wouldn't have come down through that roof if his friends didn't have any faith. Amen? There was other miracle-believing people around him that were saying, yeah, we'll believe with you. We'll get you there. We'll tear the roof off for you. We'll lower you down. We believe God wants you healed. We believe it's for you, brother. Amen. The centurion and his servant who, um, you know, Jesus said he had not seen such great faith in all of Israel. And here this man's faith worked for his servant. And I've heard a lot of messages on it. Yeah. Some people say, well, he worked for him. There's this line of authority and all this, and it gets complicated. I don't know, man. What, the, he's the guy's employee? I mean, there's no divine <laughs> connection there, right? No, it's just a friend who cared about him, and he said, went to Jesus and said, I'm believing God for this man. And then it helped him. Amen. Amen. Is this Let helping you? Let that inspire you. <laughs> yeah. There are people around you that need your faith. They need you to be strong in faith. It's they, not just for you. They need you not to give up on them yet. That's right. 
Amen. Aren't you, isn't it, doesn't it feel good when somebody hasn't given up on you, you know? I know, amen. So we, you know, we launched out into ministry and I, I, you know, I needed Jocelyn. She needed me. Thank God. I don't know, you know, what it would have been like if, the, if I would have, if it would have been somebody who said, now, what are you doing? You know, where's, how are we going to do this? Where's the money going to come from? Yeah. This is crazy. How are we going to get to Russia? How are we going to, you can't just, well, you know, you can't just go to Russia and take, you know, we, all, all the things that we've done together. It's, it's taken both of us, you know, and not just us, but uh, you know, if you know anything about how this ministry, you know, our traveling ministry works. In fact, the scripture, Cohen, I was thinking about it as he read it this morning. He read it to us in the car coming here. But Paul said that to his partners when yeah. he said, uh, and thank God churches have partners. Tra evangelists have partners. We, that's a family of faith. That's a, yeah. And every time that somebody, you know, sends us an offering or we get an offering from a church or it comes in the mail or whatever, it blesses us, not just financially, but to know, boy, these people believe in us, they're standing, standing with, with us. us. Amen. Yeah. Having, you know, what, what we do is important to them. It matters to them. They believe in the call on our life. And that it's good to know that somebody's with you. Amen. Yeah. And we always take that time to pray for those partners and pray for specific needs that we know they might have or yeah. just, you know, whatever God leads us to pray for them. Every single time we're praying for, for our partners and knowing that it's not just... Stand on the not, word for Yeah, them. we're yeah. standing on the word together. In faith, yeah. Praise God. We're talking about faith family. Everybody say yes. faith family. Faith family. And that's your immediate family, but that's this family of believers that has yes. the same father that's God and we need to stand together and encourage each other. Amen. You know, my dad was in the military and he, he used to make this, he'd get frustrated sometimes when people in the church would attack each other. And he'd say, you know, the army of God is the only army where they shoot their own wounded. <laughs> and we ought to not be like that. Amen. We ought to not be like that. Yeah. Praise God. If somebody falls, if somebody has a, a crisis, if somebody has something they're up against, stand in faith for them. Believe the best of them. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Use your faith. Use your authority on their behalf. Help them out. It's not every man for himself in this thing, is it? That's right. That's right. And so, you know, Jocelyn and I, we made that decision to launch out, and we had plenty of opportunities to doubt, plenty of opportunities to quit, plenty of opportunities to, to say we missed it. And, you know, the trials of life will come. Testing of your faith will come. The, the fight, the good fight of faith. You wouldn't, it wouldn't be a fight if there wasn't an adversary. Jesus said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. There, you wouldn't be an overcomer if there wasn't something to right, overcome. Right. Amen. Right. But thank God we could come out victorious, the Bible says. And we need to stand together. Amen. And if we mess up, I've done it before. You know, there's been times where Jocelyn has, you know, ventured out in faith into something and then rationality will kick in and I'll be like no 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 you know and then I've had to say I'm sorry you're right we're gonna believe God just make the adjustment just change you know and vice versa I'm sure there's been times like she said where I was taking a step that was a little uncomfortable for her you know but praise God if we just you know take us take a minute th ask yourself what does the word say about it ask yourself is God maybe leading us this way and then stand together amen stand together don't walk by faith and not by sight. You say, ah, it doesn't look like it's changing. It doesn't look like, like the word is true. Encourage people. Doesn't matter what it's looked like. Speak the word to people, you know. Yeah. Let me say this, too. And we'll close with this. It's Father's Day. People got plans. We're going to wrap this up. What's that? I know. We don't have time, probably. I'll tell that one more. One more. Do you have time for another story? All right. Good deal. All right. Amen. I know we, we're, we're just wanting to encourage you today. So my mentor, David Horton, uh, 
I've told this story here before, but it fits in context of what we're talking about. Way back when he was young, his parents, Doc and Jerry Horton, were, were pastors in New Mexico. When David was eight years old, he walked into their house in New Mexico, and his dad was laying on the floor, and, and fully clothed in the middle of the day. And he said, you know, my dad didn't just take a nap on the floor in the middle of the day, Doc Horton, you know. He said, clothed, you know, that just, none of that happens, you know. And he says, something's wrong here. Immediately he knew something was wrong, and he just kind of examined his dad. There's no response. And he said, as much as I knew as an eight-year-old, I, I, I concluded that he was dead. He'd passed. And Jerry, his mom, was in the kitchen doing dishes, and he's in the living room with him. He just walked in the house, and he says, Mom, I think, I think Dad's dead. And she says, okay, I'll be in in a minute. This is what she says. He, he says, our family didn't do panic. Which, thank God, let's all of us say that. Let's yeah. all say that. Our family doesn't do panic. Yeah, our family doesn't do panic. Amen. Amen. Because Amen. it's, thank you, Jesus. you know, that's so wonderful. He said, we just didn't have, like, a family. We wouldn't freak out. We just always kept, you know, we go to God, you know. We yeah. go to God, and he'll work it out. So. And she comes in, and... Uh, Picks him up and puts. And she comes in first, and she's wiping her hand on her apron, and she says, exa- you know, examines the situation and says, "Yeah, looks like he's dead." She says, "True story, man." You know, <laughs> says, "Looks like he's dead." Picks him up, puts his puts his head on her chest, and David's watching the whole thing. He's eight years old. Kneeling this was my, this was my mentor. They're kneeling on the floor. You know, p- picks him up and puts his head on her chest, and she says, "Doc Horton, wherever you are, come back in Jesus' name." And I always laugh at that wherever you are, you know, their, their righteousness doctrine in the old Pentecostal days maybe wasn't as strong, you know, wherever you are, come back in Jesus' name, you know. Nothing happens. He, she says, that's all right, he'll be back, he'll be back. David's watching. Again, she says, Doc Horton, wherever you are, come back in the name of Jesus. And she coughs, he coughs, and he, and he's back, he wakes up, and he's there, you know. She says, get yourself cleaned up, we're going to the doctor. They go to the doctor, they examine him. They said, you know, it sounds like from what you said, he's had a heart attack um, but in from, and from our examination. But who ministered to him before you came here or who worked on him before you came here? Because there's chemicals in his bloodstream. So how did they get there? Probably, you know, nitroglycerin or something. I don't know, you know. But she says, no, we're a minister. I prayed for him at the house before we came. We're ministers. We're in ministry. The doctor said, oh, you're one of those, you know. <laughs> yeah, thank God she's one of those. You know, I love that. Yeah, let's, let's all be one of those. Amen. <laughs> Whatever the cost, I'll, you know, sell everything to be one of those, praise God. But point being, you know, you think about that with families, you know. And you think about having that kind of environment. Don't we need to create that kind of environment? Don't worry about the past. Forget those things which are behind. Press forward that, that which lies ahead. What kind of life and what kind of environment could we have in our homes, in our church, in our community of faith in the days to come? Amen. How about one where we don't panic? How about one where we stand in faith with each other? How about one where if something comes up, you've seen it here, you guys have it, amen. But praise God, we could grow in it, amen. So I asked Jerry Horton, Sister Horton, because I wanted, you know, recently, a few years ago, four or five years ago, I'm down in Florida at David's house and she's there. And I I wanted to hear her side of the story. I'd heard David tell it and I wanted to hear Sister Jerry, tell me about the time you raised Doc from the dead in New Mexico. And she said, well... She says, I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, Doc Horton, you are not leaving me here in the desert with these kids alone. <laughs> that was her motivation to faith, you know. <laughs> Whatever it takes, amen. Oh, God. But anyways, I hope this helped you. We'll close. Has this helped anybody? All right, we just wanted to share some things and just encourage you. Stand with each other, amen. Yeah.
Everybody say, stand with each other. <laughs> praise God. Let's stand together. We'll stand in faith. And praise God, I got two more weeks with you. Man, amen. Hallelujah. July 4th, we'll lay hands on the sick. So let's be believing together for that. Amen. Let's believe together for that. that be a good faith friend and yes. bring some folks. Bring let's use our to faith together. On. Let's stand on the word together. Let's believe God that people will come one way and leave a different way. That, that, that cancers will dissolve. That, that blind eyes will open. Amen. Arthritis will dissolve and leave in Jesus' name. People will be set free. The will of God will be done. God will, the Father will be glorified in the Son. Let's stand in faith together. Amen. If, that's, if you're believing God for yourself, for something in your body, I want you to know I'm standing with you. I'm believing God with you that people will be healed, that you'll be healed if you need it. Amen. And praise God, that's how we work together. That's how we stand together for each other. Amen. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for these people that you've brought out, these precious people. Thank you for our fathers. Lord, bless them today. Yeah. Father, as they go, we thank you for your protection around them. We thank you for your precious holy written word. Lord, continue to open it up to us. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Lord. We want to know you more, like we talked about in worship this morning. We want to know how you do things. We want to know more about you. We want to fellowship with you in a greater way. We want greater wisdom and understanding and revelation in the knowledge of you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for it. And, Father, we thank you for faith and for strengthening us in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You're dismissed. Oh, go ahead. Yes, Actually, yeah, go ahead. Um, I just, I just let, let's all stay in an attitude of prayer for just a minute. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just, uh, I just know there's, there are fathers here that have felt like. Praise God. Um. You know, the seed that you've sown, it's just been, you know, washed away. It's been washed to the wayside. But just know that when you plant seed, it will grow in Jesus' name. I right now just speak to every, um, every father, be encouraged in Jesus' name. And some of these are just fathers in the faith. There are people you have sown into, you have fathered in a way, and you've thought, oh, look, they've, you know, just gone the wayside that, you know, you know, no hope anymore. You've given up maybe even just even in thinking of, you know, them. You've given up in thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to come back to God or they're going to, you know, fall back in line. But no, no, no. Yes, the Lord's yes. speaking to you today. Step up in faith for them. Step up in faith. Your job is not done. It doesn't matter how long it has been. It doesn't matter how long or how, how much has happened in the meantime. But just know that every seed that has been sown, it will produce its crop in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. We speak to every seed. We speak to, to every word that was spoken that it would produce in Jesus' name. It will not return unto you void, but it will accomplish, Lord, that which you destined for it to accomplish, which you declared for it to accomplish in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we just pray right now over these, these loved ones in Jesus' name. We command them, come home in Jesus' name. Yes, come yes, home yes, yes. in Jesus' name. Yes. Come home in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, for drawing them, Lord, from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Glory. Draw them home in Jesus' name. Amen. Bring things back to their remembrance. Cause them to remember the words that were spoken. Cause them to think even today. Yes. Cause them to bring up times that you that these
those people ministered unto them. Cause them to bring up these times, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, draw them back to yourself in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We claim them for your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Uh, The prayer teams can come up if anybody needs prayer. There'll be, uh, there'll be people here to pray for you. Guys, be blessed. Enjoy your Father's Day. Amen.